Good evening. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, and we are studying the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapters are the relationship chapters, and our speaker tonight is our own Jim H. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, uh, Betty. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Jim. I'm a food addict, uh, recovering. Um, and yeah, really grateful to uh, to be here tonight. Um, and get to share. Uh, this meeting has really had a, a big impact on me and, and my recovery, so I'm grateful to get to share in this way. And uh, I wanted to start out um, with some plagiarism, actually. I'd like to steal something I heard from another speaker uh, on this meeting, and that's uh, just with some ocean breathing. This was a suggestion another speaker gave and I've been doing the last week or two and have found it really helpful kind of as a step 11 practice. So if you feel up for it, I'd invite you just to get comfortable where you're sitting or standing. We're gonna take three breaths. We're gonna count to four on the inhale, hold our breath for five seconds, then really exhale, letting everything out for six seconds. So I'd invite you to inhale, one, two, three, four, hold your breath, two, three, four, five, and a big exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, hold your breath, two, three, four, five, and exhale, two, three, four, five, six, one more time, inhale, two, three, four, hold your breath, two, three, four, five, and exhale, two, three, four, five, six. I know there's that instruction in step 11 to relax and take it easy. And uh, that doesn't always make sense to me because I want to rush and control things. But uh, this little exercise definitely helps me relax a little bit. So thanks um, to those who participated. All right, um, enough with the plagiarism. So uh, just to qualify a little bit about my background, um, about six years ago, I came into another 12-step program and just was like, blown away it felt like I had these answers to this like longing in my heart um that it, it was it was just really really I felt like I walked into this room and, and found found the answer and I worked it really hard it was it was pretty intense um and my life got a whole lot better my life really was transformed and then four years maybe ish into that all of a sudden I noticed like food, I was, it just seemed to be taking the place of what my old addiction was. Um, I was having these obsessive thoughts about it. I had these episodes where I was just like eating way more and like out of control. Um, and it got pretty scary. And, and I came into OA like not, it, it was rocky. Like I didn't really want to be here. Um, I, I, things didn't really click at first, uh, but I've kept showing up and I found 
I would say like people that really made me feel welcome and affirmed and held and uh, found a sponsor who was awesome. We worked the steps together and I got, I think like really kind of rigorous with my food plan. I met a nutritionist who actually found out I had some under eating tendencies as well. So I worked with the sponsor. I worked the steps. I was like getting better, but something was still not clicking. I would say like, it's almost sending like five different texts every night. And like, I just felt like I was doing the work and I certainly learned a lot about my food plan. And I, I learned a lot about my resentments and, and made a few amends that were pretty transformative, but I was still trying to like control every part of my life, I would say, and, and something felt missing. So thankfully I found a new sponsor who kind of, kind of really pushed me in a spiritual direction and like, honestly encouraged me to kind of let go of some, this need to like always be doing something, always be doing something recovery wise and really trying to connect directly with the higher power. And, um, and I found a lot of levity and joy and the food obsession lifting from that. So it's been about a year since I've been working with that sponsor and, uh, things are certainly not perfect, but they're a whole lot better. And I, I definitely have these, like, I feel like I've heard people on this meeting who have years in like this deep spiritual connection. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting blips of that. Like I'm not in the depths and I know there's no like perfect spiritual connection, but there's blips where I'm like, Whoa, how did that happen? That's amazing. You know? So really, really grateful. Um, all right, a little bit about, let's go into the reading now. So I kind of just have a few different kind of topics I took from these uh, relationship chapters to wives, family, afterward, and uh, to employers. I think they're, they're a little funky. I think they're definitely, I appreciated them in the context of early Alcoholics Anonymous, where they maybe really had to explain, you know, what an alcoholic was in a thorough way. Um, so anyway, I feel like context is important because we're in 2023 now and things are a bit different. But the first topic I had was what I call ripples and and just the ripple effects. Um, in the chapter to wives, it talks about just like, of course, there's like the huge issues with um addiction and, and overeating like I can think of my worst episodes but what I feel like this really highlighted was like the little everydayness and how that seeps out and affects other people like in small ways you know if I'm kind of annoyed with my partner or with my parents or with my coworkers constantly and then like I'm not pleasant to be around and like they might be annoyed with the next person they meet and the next person like, or even, you know, if I'm really isolating, like it talks about, and then my partner's affected by that and her social life is affected. Just how like there's these ripples and like, we really, we, we have an impact on people. Um, and I think that's kind of humbling, but I think the amazing thing is in the opposite direction, it also works, you know, like if I'm a little joyful with my partner, like she can be joyful. If I'm 
I mean, I've found like the vulnerability that I can give my friends is met. Like, I think I've, especially my male friends been very, I've had some narratives about how they're not open to my sensitivity or they wouldn't understand that I can't drink or I can't do this. But I found that when, when I change my attitude, I maybe can't share everything with them, but they meet me there, you know, and almost like there's ripples in a positive way. When I'm in recovery, when I, something upsets me on my inside and I want to snap and instead I like pause, let it go and then maybe smile like that has an impact too. Um, and I guess just like an example of this from this past weekend, this past Sunday, me and my, um, partner were at a uh kind of like a festival outside in, in vermont it was amazing and um and i was i was like hungry and felt like i needed a snack and i kind of prayed on it am i really hungry is it this and so we got in line to get some food we waited maybe about 10 minutes and we got there and they were like i mean it's like a food stand and they had no food left so my first instinct was like we were waiting on this line and you're a food stand. How could you not? And, but then I paused and something kind of came in and I was like, okay, like I can, I can eat in an hour. I'll be okay. Even though I'm a little uncomfortable. And then instead of like, like a couple months ago, I just would have been like self-righteously pissy and would have been bad for my partner to be around. And instead I was kind of like, upset kept it to myself for a minute and then we like played a fun round of mini golf and i i know that kind of is simple but i i just really see how the impact like like that's a choice and that's a gift of recovery you know that hour even though i wasn't going to go to like my worst binge or anything like those ripples and i think that's what this chapter highlighted is we really have an effect on others and especially in like families and stuff these people who are closest to us um, but it's amazing to see that I can like make other people smile or bring some joy. You know, I think the next frontier for me is like work where I can be very uptight and frustrated and like, um, is that 10 minutes? That was 10 minutes. Great. Thank you. And like that I have choice there too. Um, and yeah, I guess this kind of dovetails into there's a quote um, in the family afterwards that talks about joy. And it says, we have been speaking to you of serious, sometimes tragic things. We have been dealing with alcohol in its worst aspect, but we aren't a glum lot. If newcomers could see no joy or fun in our existence, they wouldn't want it. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. And I, I really feel like this is a message from my higher power. Like at my best, I'm a joyful, like humorous person. But like the second I feel fear or like even responsibility, I clamp up, like I forget about joy and it's like not a value. And I just... I, I think I've struggled with that in recovery too. Sometimes being like, I need a 10 step this, I need a 10 step this, I need it. And it's like, joy is part of this. And yeah, like if I, 
the the joyful people are the ones I kind of chase and then and then I chase whatever they're doing recovery wise you know um so I think this is just such a reminder to me because like I said I just can forget about joy or I can be mad at my higher power about like why I have to do certain things but just reminded that I mean it says you absolutely insist on enjoying life like whoa um I think also when I find joy in like little things I don't need to be so angry at the end of the day and reaching for food or whatever other substance you know like joy I think um can emerge in a lot of ways so uh I'm hoping that one that one grows in me um I wanted to talk a little bit kind of changing subjects here about relapse and in the chapter two wives, this paragraph just really honestly almost brought me to tears. Um, so it says, perhaps your husband or your significant other will make a fair start on the new basis, but just as things are going beautifully, they dismay you by coming home drunk. If you are satisfied, they really want to get over drinking. You need not be alarmed. Though it is infinitely better that they have no relapse at all, as has been true with many other alcoholics, it is by no means a bad thing in some cases. Your significant other will see at once that they must redouble their spiritual activities if they expect to survive. You need not remind them of their spiritual deficiency. They will know of it. Cheer them up and ask them how you can still be more helpful. And I guess just honestly, my last January, I had a, um, probably, I think that was maybe my last bad binge. And uh, my partner kind of witnessed part of it in a more direct way than, than she had before. And it, it just, that um, was really painful. You know, and that darkness that just felt like I, I couldn't get out of it. Or like it, it felt like, like, how could I care about her so much and try to be building a life and and do this, you know? Um, just felt like all hope was gone. But I just feel like this paragraph was like, it's it's not like saying it's just like, it's okay. Like higher power is bigger than that, you know? And like, somehow I've had a lot of moments where it felt like I was totally done, you know? And yet it's like something so bigger. It has like brought me back. Um, and just, I guess the kind of hope in that paragraph where a relapse, yes, it can happen. Yes, we don't want it to happen, but it's not the end of the story. You know, there's there's something bigger. Um, so anyway, I think that's a, I just felt really moved by that one. Um, and honestly, as I'm starting to work with sponsees, I think that's something I need to hear too. Like, how do I not panic almost that I'm doing something wrong or they're doing something wrong or like it's, I you know, I only know what's right in front of me. I don't know the whole script. And if anything about working the steps I would do differently, it would just be being a little more affirming and easy on myself. Like things were getting better, even though I didn't always realize it. Um, 
About so, five yeah. minutes, Jim. All right, thanks, Jessa. Then, uh, yeah, the next thing I wanted to just touch on was balance. Um, the family afterwards talks about balance and balance in recovery too. Um, and this, this excerpt says, we have come to believe God would like to keep our heads in the clouds with God, but that our feet ought to be firmly planted on earth. That is where our fellow travelers are, and that is where our work must be done. These are realities for us. We have found nothing incompatible between a powerful spiritual experience and a life of sane and happy usefulness. Um, so it's just, it's saying like balance in all areas of our life, and that's including in recovery. And I just thought that was an interesting um, thing. And honestly, something my sponsor has pushed me towards is like, Jim, your job now is to like, yes, help newcomers, like have a home meeting, but really go out and live your life. Like, and I, I think, um, and, and not like go out, but like showing up for the people around me is really important, you know, who are not addicts just as much as showing up for the newcomer. Um, but mostly balance. That's in all areas of my life, I think there's a lot of extremes I like to run to. So I felt like I was hearing a lot of balance here. And then the two employers or yeah, two employers chapter, I found a little hard to relate to because I don't manage anyone. Um, but what I would just say is I kind of appreciate it felt like the writers of AA were really trying to help educate the public on addicts and help educate basically like, hey, give these people a chance, you know, and like help them because like we're we're in a relationship in the world, you know, it might help your business too to help people. So and, and I think there's more awareness around addiction now, but I, I guess I'm grateful to, to maybe our, you know, AA grandparents for paving some of this way because I think there was a time when um, there was less understanding. Uh, and it just also really stressed that reading that it's an illness, it's not a choice. And I think that gives a different stance on compassion for people who are suffering. And I also wonder how that can help me in working with sponsees where even though I am an addict too, I sometimes feel like I'm not, I'm more judgmental than I would like to be, you know, or like, it's hard to grasp that it's an illness, but um, felt like that's what's really stressed. Thanks, Jessa. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I got. There's some fun they're funky chapters but um also remembering that line i think it's in step 11 that says about there's a line that says like make use of what religious people offer be quick to see where they're right and i felt reading these chapters through i don't know it always helped me be open to like what what can i get from these and hadn't really read them this closely this before and there's some uh, new insights. So grateful for that. And just want to echo my gratitude for this meeting because, uh, yeah, it's really resonates with my spirituality and my recovery. I'm grateful to have a place for that.
Um, and I'll end there. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jim. That was great. Okay, now we'll open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting <coughs> on track. Uh, if you'd like to share or ask a question, uh, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order, and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Okay, with the timekeeper, uh, Jessa, please um, set the timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. And if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, um, we start with Chanel. Hi, Chanel. Please share. Button. Hi. <laughs> I didn't realize I was unmuted. Sorry about that, guys. Hi, I'm Chanel. I'm a grateful compulsive eater living in recovery today by the grace of God. And Jim, I haven't heard you share before. So that was great. Um, thank you for your service and to everyone on the meeting doing service. Love this meeting and I loved your share. Those are the chapters that I neglect, being honest. I neglect those chapters in the book a lot. And so I don't envy anyone sharing on them, but there is richness in there and you proved that. And I liked how you talked about ripples and just the simple things in life. Like, well, what can I do instead? We'll play, we'll play mini golf, you know? And then when you talked about finding joy, because I can be an incredibly serious person and it is a serious disease, but that doesn't mean that we're a glum lot. And it's true. We wouldn't attract anyone to the program if we're just, all right, we're going to read the steps now. All right. This is a serious disease. You could die from it. You know what I mean? It's going to have some levity and joy. So thank you about that. And with balance, I just wanted to ask you, um, not to put you on the spot, just kind of your general ideas on this. Like I'm still learning. I'm, I'm a little over eight months in and I'm still learning to balance life with my program. <laughs> And uh, it's come to bite me, not not the disease, but just life has shown me at times, God has shown me, yeah, you still need to live your life. Your kid still needs you. you st your job still needs you. And uh, I was wondering with balance, like, do you ever find yourself, is it ever hard for you to be present? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I hide in the program. And if that makes sense to you, like, strategies you've used so that you feel like you're present in program, but mostly in just in life in general. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for your share and question. Um, yeah, this is honest. It's hard. Uh, well, I'll just speak about my experience. I feel like everyone might have a different experience around this. I would say, I feel like I've, I've put in a lot of rigorous work, you know, like I've worked the steps three times pretty thoroughly. Um, and, and, but I guess what's different is like, as I'm growing, my needs grow. So like early on in recovery, like I, I needed more meetings and more phone calls. Um, and then, but I do think there was a point where, 
my higher power was maybe with me a little bit more than I realized. And I think the challenge of working step six and seven, like um, really growing in my job and my relationship, taking healthy risks there uh, is like aligned with program. But yeah, I think, um, I think I've found there was times where I might've been ready to grow more than I realized in six and seven. Um, and, and I'm talking about in, in my life, uh, not, I don't know, it's all intertwined, but like in my, you know, romantic relationship in my professional life. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's like higher power, I think is intertwined in all those things. Um, and I think really discerning for myself, like what, uh, what I needed like day to day has, has helped me a lot. Um, so yeah, honestly, this is a question I still go back and forth with a lot. I don't feel like I have a clear answer. Like some days I'm like, oh, I think I would have been a little more serene if I hopped on a meeting and other days I'm like, wow, I, I like connected and was of service in other ways without one, you know? Um, so I think it's ever changing. And I think that sometimes I want like a clear answer with that and just trying to stay attuned with my higher power has been really helpful. So. Okay. Thank you so much, Jim. And next up is Michelle and Chanel. Thank you. Uh, I actually think Victoria was ahead of me. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Michelle, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater, one day at a time. Um, very grateful to be here this evening. Um, thank you, everybody, for your service. And Jim, thank you so much for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. I find it not a coincidence that it's the relationship chapters tonight. Is that something that is kind of swirled in my life recently? Um, one thing that you said that just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was something in passing. You said, we're in relationship with the world. And when you said that, I, I just, all I thought of was like these three relationship chapters, right? Like it's so much bigger than just like, yeah, two employers with my family, with friends, you know, with my animals, it's with absolutely everything. And at the end of the day, when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night, I'm an addict. I'm a compulsive overeater, abstinent for, you know, almost a few years by the grace of God, thank God, but I'm still an addict. And I still am uncomfortable being uncomfortable. And um, this is my first time sharing this on a meeting, but I am in for the first time in my recovery, my first significant romantic relationship in abstinence and recovery. And I am so excited and so over the moon and so terrified and have all these emotions swirling around with me. And I'm finding that I'm wanting to control in little bits and pieces everywhere and including my food a little bit. Um, and I need to focus on 
being guided rather than me trying to guide and pull this rope and direct the show with everybody else around me. Um, and I just, as, as the topic of, of conversation of talking about balance, you know, one thing I am very grateful through is as I have worked steps and and working with sponsors and, you know, sponsees and doing the actions of the program, I get that little feeling inside whenever I'm nudged of like, yeah, maybe you do need a little to do a little more, not necessarily in a hiding way. Cause I've certainly done that, but maybe, yeah, you need to get to a meeting tonight, right? Even though you're tired, you got to do it. And I just have to say that happened to me today. And I'm so grateful that I called a fellow and I got here tonight because this has been the best part of my day. So with that, thank you so much. And I pass. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing. And Victoria, I'm sorry if I skipped you. No, that's okay. No worries. I think that when you're a host, it moves you to the front, which is confusing. And yeah, but anyway, um, everybody, I'm Victoria W. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I'm having a lot of feelings tonight, which I'm glad for, but I also, because sometimes, um, with some of the health problems that I have, I feel numb to a lot of stuff. And also like just being an addict, I love feeling numb. It's much easier than other things. <laughs> um, but I was struck by a couple of things. Um, I, I love that somebody said, you know, I have a few, like, I don't remember the exact time frame, but an, an amount of time and still need to live my life and they can forget that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm almost, I would say next month will be four years since my first meeting um, that I ever went to, which I'm just like, it's like an awesome milestone to have, but it's also freaking me out a little bit, not the four years exactly, but just, I'm still trying to figure out how to live my life. I think we're going to, I think I'm always going to be trying to figure out how to live my life. And sometimes I forget that and I freak out. I'm like, oh my God, I still don't have any of this shit together. And it's like, yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't ever get that together. And that, and in that lies the serenity, if I can accept that, but I'm in this weird seesaw where I can never hit that like balance. Um, And I heard a speaker actually on this meeting. It's one of the recorded ones. I'm not sure what the topic was, but I know the speaker was Charles H. And, um, and they said, I think I'll have balance 10 minutes after I die. And I try to remember that when I get kind of too fixated on trying to find the right amount of program and the right amount of not program. And, and I'm just going to be honest, like, this is hard for me to say because I'm such a perfectionist and I want to be viewed as like an awesome person, but I, I feel like my, I feel like my program is not as dynamic and amazing as it, I've felt it has been in the past, but I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to let that feeling take me out. Um, and honestly, I know it's probably, maybe that doesn't seem like a, you know, a big deal, but it's, that's really scary for me to say, to say that here. Um, but I also loved what you said about recovery, not being linear that, you know, there are a lot of people who don't have a relapse, but that if, you know, I think sometimes I have this fear of like, Oh, what if I go back to where I was and I can never get back here? Or what if I, you know, and and it has nothing, and weirdly, it has nothing to do with food thoughts. It's all about like, what if I can't maintain 
this life that's so much better. Um, and it has to do with me putting myself at the center of everything, right? That's what the problem is. But yeah, I did go through, I moved in with my partner. Um, I'll wrap up with this. I moved in with my partner uh, about a year and a half ago. And I remember quickly, I went from being in the pandemic by myself, doing meetings, mm -hmm. sponsoring, outreach calls all the time, always, to then being like, you know, he was like, so are we ever going to have time together? Like, are you always going to be doing calls after work? Is, are we just never, you know, what's that going to look like? And also realizing that service is not just to the fellowship and that these chapters specifically really helped me kind of find a blueprint for how to trial and error that. And, you know, sometimes I find myself, oh yeah, thanks, Jessa. I'll wrap up. Um, sometimes I find myself going too far in the other direction, but um, I appreciate the opportunity to share on that. So thank you, everybody. I'll pass. Thank you, Victoria, for sharing. Meredith is up. And I see Amy first, but it, it, okay. Hey, everybody. Um, Meredith B., a recovered compulsive reader in Nashville. Um. Yeah, that was really great, Jim. And I loved everybody's shares too. Um, I heard a speaker talk about the ripple effect. And I guess this doesn't, it was in another, um, it was another perspective, um, which gave me heart. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the relationship chapters, but ultimately it does. But just that um, I think it might be, I'll just say my, my slant or like I, I tend to want to figure everything out so I can think I know, know what to do. Um, once I have this nailed down, figured out, then I'll know how to proceed. And that's not what this program is about at all. So um, he was saying in the beginning how none of this made sense to him, but any small action, like he just put his head down and did the work and any small action um, had a ripple, had a ripple effect. And um, I thought that was really encouraging. Um, and also uh, last night, somebody shared on the relationship chapters um, and I love that you highlighted that um, you need not remind him of his spiritual deficiency. He will know of it. I mean, I don't need anyone to tell me, like, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm, you know, I probably beat myself. I know I've beat myself up enough for a lifetime already. So, um, but yet I'll do that to my son in a heartbeat if I don't, um, if I don't stay in recovery, um, and what this, uh, what our speaker said last night was she knows in, in her relationships, like, obviously she knows her husband's Achilles heels, but she protects those. And I thought that was really beautiful that, you know, we could know um, people's deepest, darkest stuff and 
protect them instead of exploiting it, you know, that, which I would, I did constantly just out of fear. I thought it made me superior. It's like the, that, that thing. Um, I don't know, like that time. Good. Because I'm starting to trip over my words. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thank you, Meredith. And now we'll stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording? And Amy, thank you for being patient.